to begin by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land on which we gather today. And I pay my respects to their elders, past and present. I extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples here today. Well, hello, and welcome to another episode of Inspired by Yarra. My name is Paul Joy, and as the host, it is a real thrill. It's a privilege of mine to bring these interviews, these conversations to you episode after episode. And every now and then, I feel like I get to be in the presence of greatness. And this conversation was one of those ones that I was so looking forward to. Brendan Smith from the class of 2018 is a 2022 Olympic bronze medalist in the 400 metres individual medley. He set a new national record at the Olympic trials on his way to the Olympics and he was ranked fourth in the event in the world this year, heading into the Tokyo Olympics. He set a new Australian record in the heat and was the one to beat in the final, starting in lane four. I sat around and didn't stay sitting for very long when we were watching Brendan in the heats, in the semis and in the final at in our lounge room at home. It was one of those moments that I felt so proud. I felt so excited for this outstanding sportsman, elite sportsman and just a really good guy. I hope you'll enjoy this conversation. I know you'll enjoy this conversation with Brendan Smith from the class of 2018. And as you'll appreciate, Brendan actually joined me for this conversation right out of having previously just done an hour live on another conversation with another host. So he, <laughs> it's tiring. It's tiring being a superstar, but Brendan takes it all in his stride. Here's Brendan Smith from the class of 2018. Australia in the men's 400 IM. That is fantastic um, to see Brendan Smith at his first international meet, his first Olympic Games, to come away with a bronze medal. He wouldn't have been expecting that. Brendan, we are thrilled to have you on the podcast and I welcome you. And I wonder if we might begin by asking you, where was your favourite spot? on site at Yarra Valley Grammar? Was it a classroom? Was it the oval? Was it the pool? Was it the, the calf? Where was a favourite spot for you? First of all, thank you very much for having me. Um, my favourite spot at Yarra would definitely be the oval. I remember spending most of my lunch times there and also the downball courts. I think between the downball courts, the oval and, and the calf was probably where I spent most of my time and made, made most of my favourite memories. Yeah, fantastic. And it is one of the things that we love about our, our school environment and, and the, the the rolling grounds, the fields, the playing arenas and, and the opportunities. Um, Saturday sport, how did that land for you? Was that a, a something you looked forward to getting up early on a Saturday morning and playing or is it a, a, bit, of a, a bit of a struggle? Um, it was always a bit of a struggle for me to make it, to be honest, because I would train swimming Saturday mornings so I'd, I'd be up at you know four four o'clock already that morning to to do my swimming two hours of swimming and then an hour of gym and then to make it to Saturday sport but 
I remember always, always getting there and 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 feeling the sense of accomplishment and and reward you get from from being from being able to do sport and see all of your mates, you know, not during the school week and and getting to see them on the weekend and, and spend time with them, doing something that I really love. And any sport is 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 great sport for me. So I, I really enjoyed every part of it. Yeah, that, absolutely. I, I love that. And and it, it seems to me that swimming has been a, a significant part of your life for a long time. And and of course, we're going to talk a fair bit about swimming in a moment. But when you were playing Saturday sport, was was there a were you involved in a team? Like, well, what were your choices? What did you what did you actually play? Yeah, so year seven, I did football in the winter and basketball in the summer. And then I did that all the way through to year nine. And then I think it was year nine, maybe year 10, that I switched football out for cross country because it was getting a bit too uh, too harsh of contact on, on my body and I, I didn't really want to injure myself too much. And I knew cross country is really good cross training for, for swimming because of the fitness that's associated with, with doing cross country. So I think I switched for that for that reason, um, but also really loved doing basketball and I did that all the way from year seven to year 12. So, yeah, really loved it. Mm-hmm. So you you obviously you had coordination, you had stamina, you had power, you had uh, endurance, all of those things that put together to make a, a great athlete. It sounds like some pretty good hand-eye coordination, bit of ball skills as well. You, I mean – you're the, the the penultimate athlete. Yarra Valley Grammar education. We love our sport and our physical education. Tell me a little bit, would you, about other areas of school life in terms of was there a favourite subject? Was there an area that you liked or or did a bit better in or, or put up with more comfortably? Um, to be honest with you, I really did enjoy all the subjects that I, that I was doing in year 12, I, I found I really, you know, I was, I was able to find, I think it was the five subjects that I did that, that I really enjoyed. So, um, and they were all, you know, all the way through from year seven to year 12, they were really accommodating and supportive of, of my swimming commitments because I know that that's a big part, not only for myself, but I mean, there's a lot of, of young talent that always is coming through Yarra on the academic and on the sporting side, um, you know, and that's that's just a culture that that I think Yarra Valley is known for at this stage. So, um, and that's really really helped bring that through is is the the teaching staff and and the ability for them to to you know help out when when is needed and be and be flexible with with every student and, and, and all of their needs. Mm. So, yeah, I think my favourite subject in year 12 and year 11 was probably uh, woodwork with Mr. D'Amico. I think that was, that was something that I really looked forward to getting to class and, you know, doing something hands-on, being able to stand up as well is a big thing for me. I didn't really enjoy spending too long, um, you know, sitting down and, and, and listening, you know, to, you know, when I, when I was four or five subjects a day uh, that I would be just sitting down and listening, I would, I would definitely look forward to being able to stand up, you know, have, have more, more time where I was able to work with my hands and, 
and be a bit more creative in, in that sense. So, yeah, I think that was my favourite subject. Yeah, that's that's great. And uh, a special shout-out to Mr. D'Amico. And uh, he, he is a fan. He, he's certainly been running around, uh, you know, proud as punch, saying, oh, I, I had a hand in that. I, I had some contribution. So I don't know whether he's claiming part of your medal at this stage, but uh, but I'm, I appreciate the connection with teachers is important and uh, and them finding a way to uh, connect with you and to reach into your strengths and to allow you to be the best you can be and and whether that's in their subject area or, or other pursuits. And it seems to me that you had a passion and an interest and maybe even some fairly lofty goals fairly early on in your sporting career as it comes to swimming. Can you take me right back to the beginning? How, how did swimming become part of what you you loved like was it summers at the beach was it um you know you're thrown in at the deep end one day where did the swimming passion come from so both of my parents they actually met through life-saving on an Australian team so they were always uh big on sport and very big on swimming so they obviously helped the four that I'm one of four four kids so all four of us were swimming at a very young age and and right through to now um you know we're all we're all swimming at, at different levels and you know Michaela and Riddell Riddell just finished I think it was last year she just graduated at Yarra Valley um you know they're, they're doing big things in in their lives as well so I think my progression growing up and getting to where I am today really it started off slow uh, I wasn't I wasn't really too fast at swimming I was I was not much much good at all really until probably the age of 15 or 16 and then uh, I grew a lot that year a new coach came in Scott Talbot he he was the head coach at Nutterwani and, and he really uh, took on to me uh, quite well and and thought he saw um, a potential Olympic athlete in me so so he really you know wanted wanted to help me see that through so I do attribute a lot of uh, my motivation to get to where I am through him and obviously through my sisters, seeing them do amazing things and, and me wanting to be be like them. If you asked him before he came into these Olympic Games, I doubt he would have said that he, he would have expected to, to medal. And you wonder, don't you, about the experience of handling the day and night. Brendan Smith, though, there it is, Australia's first medal at these games. It's a bronze medal, and he joins Rob Woodhouse from Los Angeles in 1984. Two bronze medals now for Australia in this event, the men's 400 IM. So there's nothing to be disappointed about. Absolutely not. Um, this, is, this is exceptional um, for a young man like this coming into an Olympic Games. We're speaking with Brendan Smith from the class of 2018. No less, Brendan Smith, Olympian. They, they can't take that away from you. You're a, a bronze medalist at the 2021 Olympics in Tokyo. And, and, and I can tell you, I for one, we at our home in our lounge room, we were absolutely up and about. It was so exciting watching you, you know, qualify and then get into the final. And then, you know, I think you might have even been the, the fastest qualifier in the final. So there's, there's some high hopes for you. And, and, and it, was the, it was the dream. We, we, were, we were right there. Your family weren't able to be with you, 
But I imagine, as you say, from a very early age, your family have been committed to swimming and you suggested before that you were doing some 4am starts. How important is family in you becoming the best version of you when it comes to pursuing your sporting dreams? Yeah, so um, it was it was hard not having them there for for being at the Olympics and, and seeing me do what I did. That, that was that was a really hard thing. But I knew I knew that they were they were there back at home cheering me on. I think they're up in Noosa with all the other um, Australian dolphin parents. So it was good to see the support from all of all of the parents of of all the athletes that were there. Um, and I know that you know going through the ranks and and from where I was when I was you know 12 13 when I started at Yarra and having my family always support me and you know be be behind me in in everything that I do it it really is a full family affair trying to trying to get someone to to an olympics so you know to have them be 100% supportive of everything I do you know all the way through school and and beyond when I was you know swimming making me get through to every commitment that I needed to be you know Saturday sports as well they they had to drive me they were the ones driving me because obviously when you're in school you don't drive yourself it's it's your parents that get you there so um you know I don't think I know I didn't really appreciate everything that they did for me and I think that you know when I get home I'm I'm going to really you know, say thank you to them for everything that they've done for me because, um, and I know a lot of the parents at, at Yarra are the same, that they, they would do everything for their kids and, and they really, they put everything on the line to, to help their kids become the, the person that they, that, that they aspire to be and, and to grow up and be amazing people. Yeah, that, that's great. That's a, be- a beautiful reflection and, and shout out to all of the parents who, who do make sacrifices, who do go out of their way to do the best for their kids and, and give them the opportunity. I wonder as we as we head toward Father's Day, is there, is there any advice? Like I know both of your parents were, were good swimmers themselves and, and did they have some advice, maybe maybe advice from dad that, that resonated, that helped you? You know, I guess there are times in the pool where you're, you know, you're not feeling it or, or it's hurting. And was there a drive or a, a a message that came from dad that really helped you at any particular point, whether it's in the training pool or whether it's actually in the Olympic arena? Um, you know, I think especially my dad, he would always he would always just say, look, mate, at the end of the day, if if you've given it everything, that's all you can ask for. And he always he always loves to say this quote. It's actually from Tommy Hafey, um, because obviously everyone in my family's huge Richmond supporters, and especially my dad, because it was my dad that that was the Richmond supporter. Um and he would always say, you know, if it's meant to be, it's up to me. So I think that's that's something that that I really think about and and take on board and, and take that with me everywhere. Uh, good on your dad and 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 to Tommy Hafey, a, a legend in his era. And um, I'm sure you've heard many stories of, of Tommy Hafey and uh, the, the pursuits and his dedication to fitness and training and uh, 
um, you know, he's he's self-disciplined to to not have lollies, and uh, you know, he 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 worked his body really hard and and got the best out of himself, which which you have too. You are, you know, and and uh, I'm sure you're not embarrassed about this. I, I I'm not sure whether I'm going to be or not, but you are a fine strapping strong young man and uh, and we saw all of that muscle as it walked around the pool and as it dove in and swam and there's some dedication in what you've been doing can you walk us through what 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 is what does a training regime look like as you're you know as you're about to reach the pinnacle of of your career to date is it training how many sessions a week how many hours are you are you running are you just in the pool are you what sort of what's involved? Yeah, so I have um, a typical week is nine to ten swim sessions, and they go from two hours to two hours fifteen usually. Obviously, before every session, we have stretching and dry land, so that's a bit of activation, core stretching that goes for half an hour before we get in the water, and then more stretching when we get out of the water. Um, Closer to when we were starting to to get ready for trials, like a few months out, we would also do ice bath and hot and cold therapy after some of our main sessions. I'd also have three gym sessions a week. They're an hour long. Um, I do bike, like cycling station on the stationary bike. I do running, and I do those two once a week. I also had. Uh, one to two physio sessions a week. So, wow, pretty pretty full on. It is. It is. Yeah. Goodness me! Tell me then about goal setting and and maybe mindset because you do the physical work, you have the discipline, you you're in the pool, you're doing the laps, you're doing the the strength work, you're doing the dry land, you're doing the the gym work, you're you're doing the recovery. I imagine a fair bit of working at an elite level like you has got to do with uh, goals but also mindset and how you prepare in that way. Can you give us a little insight into the, the mindset of a, an Olympic athlete? Yeah, so I think a big part of, of obviously putting in all of that effort is your why and why you do it. Um, so that that's usually something I'll do at the start of every season and I'll have, you know, short-term goals, which will be day-to-day. That's every single session I'll have goals. And then I'll have a medium-term goal and that will be the next year or two years. And then your long-term goal is that that's obviously um, you'd make that every Olympic cycle and that would be something obviously we we go to have our absolute pinnacle be every four years at an Olympic Games. So everything that we do um, is sort of leading up to that point and is pushing towards that that one end goal. Um, and I think that, you know, I always try and make them not ambitious, but I like to, I like to set goals pretty high um, because, you know, I do expect a lot out of myself and, I like to get the best out of myself, so I like to set good goals, and they're not always got. Um, sorry, they're not always time oriented. There's a lot 
that I do is just process and then, you know, you let the time and the result really do its own thing. Mm. You really just got to focus on skills and, and different things that you do that that you can work on day to day rather than, you know, trying to produce. Well, obviously you can't, you can't produce what you do at a major meet in training. So you have to do components of that. And you've got to split it up into parts that are manageable. It's, to be honest, it's quite similar to studying. You can't really, you know, you don't, you don't learn an entire book and you don't focus on that entire book. You, you read the chapters and you go through the chapters and then you have each page. And on each page, you have each question and you tick them off one by one and you go through it in that way rather than looking at the whole picture and the whole book, which you're doing an entire year. So you've got, You've got things that you do. You learn each class, obviously. So, you know, it's it's very similar in swimming. Mm, yeah, I, I love that idea of breaking it down. So, so presumably, because goal setting is such a big part of what you do, and and the reason you do it is because it helps you get the best out of yourself. Can you can you give us some insight into what was your goal as you? headed into the 2021 olympics was it a goal that you set four or five years ago or or was it a goal that you set two weeks out what what was what was actually the goal of of this olympic campaign for you um so the first time i ever said that i wanted to make a senior team and and actually verbalized that was was to my coach at the time scott talbot back in 2016 um so that was the first time that I said I wanted to make a senior team. I didn't, I didn't know when I would want to make a senior team. To be honest, I thought it would be 2024. That would be my first Olympic campaign. And hopefully, I think I, think I thought that 2022 Commonwealth Games would be a more realistic goal. But then I think as 2018 rolled around, I dropped a lot of time and I thought maybe I could make 2020 Olympics and it turns out that the time that I did in 2019 would have been good enough to make the t- to have made the team in in 2021 so so I was I was thereabouts ready for the games but obviously when they were postponed it gave me another year to reschedule and and to to reset my goals and I thought that given that extra year and an extra year of hard work and uh, me being one year older, I thought that I could do one better, and I I wanted to make a final, but um, yeah, to come out with a medal wasn't wasn't really. It was something that I had dreamt about, but never really verbalized in any way. I I usually try and keep the really ambitious goals to myself. Um, you know, I thought that if everything went perfect, that I could have. And and I did, but yeah, I think I like to keep yeah keep keep the big goals to myself. Yes, yes. Uh, speaking with Brendan Smith from the class of two thousand and eighteen, proud Yarra Olgamarian and forever an Olympian, and 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 I just love that notion that uh, we're speaking with an Olympian. That is that is awesome. And yet, in the midst of that, you are humble, and you are real, and you are raw, and and you're honest. And I appreciate that. And I think that's what 
your classmates, that's what your teachers would remember of you, was that you you just went about, you, you had a pretty clear goal and your goal was in the pool and you worked and you trained and, and I dare say you sacrificed. There were some things from a, a normal school experience and maybe the social aspect, you may have sacrificed some of that in order for you to be able to perform at your best in the pool, which is your goal. But where do you go from here? Like you, you've just said that, you know, in your dreams, it was going to be a final and a medal and <laughs> you're living the dream. What happens yeah. next? Can you, um, would you dare to tell us? Well, to be honest with you, I haven't really mm. put much much thought into the next the next few years or be the next three years until until the next Olympics. So, I think um, you know it's something that's actually quite difficult to be honest with you. Coming coming off the high of an Olympic Games, um, you know everything that was happening in my life and is still happening is was was focused around the Olympics and and the lead up to that, but nothing nothing was really planned for after. So I think you know it's just a lot of time of a lot of time that I can spend reflecting and and seeing what I can do better in the next Olympic cycle. And I think that you know obviously I want to keep improving my time and 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 to be uh, a regular. A regular member of the Australian Dolphin swim team going into you know next year's World Championships and Commonwealth Games. Um, you know that's that's a goal of mine. I want to I want to represent Australia again at those competitions and obviously moving forward into into the next Olympics. So yeah, I think um, you know my goals are, are to to be on those teams. Yeah, I, I love that because potentially your next big meet. Is, is even harder because you're well known now. You know, there's there's expectations. There's there's a build-up and a hype around this young kid from Ringwood and, and his ability to go to his first Olympics and be, you know, the fastest qualifier and, and medal. It's it's awesome. And, and you're quite right. There's some reflection, I suppose, and, and you've got good people around you to help you plan and, and, and set that next goal. And, and I love the idea of you wanting to be a regular feature of that, that Australian Dolphins team. I, I think that's, that's so exciting. I, it gives me goosebumps to hear you say that. I, I love that. It, it's, it's awesome. It's so good. I, I wonder whether we might bring it back to Yarra for a moment and um, just to I- explore for a little bit uh, what your rhythms and routines were are at school. And, and I'm actually going to take you into what I like to call the lightning round. And so there's a bunch of short and sharp questions. You know, it, it might be a, a short sentence answer. It might be a one word answer. And we'll we'll see how we go. So Brendan Smith from the class of 2018, you have dealt with pressure. Don't worry about that. You have stood on the starting blocks of an Olympic final in the 400 metre individual medley. You, you have handled that pressure and you came out flying. Are you ready to handle the pressure of the lightning round? I'm ready to go. <laughs> Brendan Smith, what house were you in at Yarra Valley Grammar? Arnott. And were Arnott any good back in your day? They are, and I think surely they're still good. <laughs> what, <laughs> what do you consider to be your greatest contribution to your house? 
uh, swimming carnivals. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Is there a, a, a musical or a performance uh, that you were either in or you watched on the stage of the Performing Arts Centre that, that you recall that, that resonates strongly? Uh, yeah, year seven I played the trombone and then stopped after year seven. So that's the only time I played to my parents. So your parents are very grateful that you stopped the trombone, um, I imagine, but good on you for having a go. Yeah, yeah, I think, um, yeah, they're definitely, they're definitely happy that I don't have to hear me do hot cross buns. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Um, where are you now in the world? I'm currently in Naples, Italy, um, and this Saturday I'll be racing again at the International Swimming League. That'll be on TV as well. So, yeah, that's that's my next swim meet. Yeah, right, right. So you've you've had the opportunity to travel a fair bit. Um, is there a place that you would recommend? Maybe a place that that isn't isn't a high tourist area. One day we'll be allowed to go out. And is there something you've seen that you want to go back and explore further? Um, to be honest, well, I went to obviously to Tokyo, didn't really see much of Tokyo, only saw the village. I want to go back and see more of Tokyo and I know the world champs, well, yeah, the world champs are in Tokyo, so I'll, I'll be hopefully be back there next year. Um, Rome's really cool. I was just spent, you know, three weeks just outside of Rome, so, but that's, that's a really popular answer probably, so. Yeah, nothing, nothing that's too low key. Naples is really good here too. So, yeah. Wow, that's pretty cool. Hey, back in the uh, year twenty eighteen, do you recall who were the cl- the school captains in twenty eighteen? Blake Hayden and uh, Maddie Rennie. Is that yes. right? Yes. Well All done. Right, there you go. Excellent work. Yeah. Very, very good. Very good. Um, how did you travel to school? Uh, my parents or maybe my sister drove me, whoever I was training with. I think I was training with Michaela at the time. So she had just graduated two years before me in 2016 and she was driving me to school for the later years. And then earlier than that, it's probably just mum. So, so, and But you've been at swimming training before you came to school most mornings? Yeah, yeah. Right. And you're so, starting in the pool? What time? Uh, up at four four o'clock in the water at five then train five to seven and then gym from sometimes gym from seven till eight and then get to school a bit late yeah race into chute if you could i'm just chute yeah yeah You, you you get to know the um the the staff at senior school office pretty well don't you very very well yeah uh that's pretty good um Brendan, when you get back to Australia, thank you so much for inviting me over for dinner. Um, are you a cook? What What do you cook? What are you going to serve up if I come around to your place for dinner? Oh, boy. Uh, last time I cooked, I had charcoal sausages and under, undercooked steak, so... <laughs> Don't expect too much. All right, all right. Well, thanks anyway for the invite, but I'm not coming. Um, but you can invite three people from any era, any career pursuit, any sport, any industry, any three people. Who, who's going to come over? And I'm tipping we might 
maybe maybe call in for takeaway, but who's going to come to dinner? Oh boy, oh you got me here. I anyone? Jeez, I don't know. Off the top of my head, I'd like to have dinner with uh, Freddie Mercury. There you go, from Queen. Nice. Um, who else? Uh, I'd like to have dinner with with Ian Thorpe. He's a, a huge, a huge uh, uh, idol of mine, and someone who I have had dinner with uh, a few times is Matt Horton. So he's really good to have dinner with as well. So. Someone I have had dinner with and would like to have dinner with again. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And and it might be the same answer, but you have rubbed shoulders, literally rubbed shoulders with some people who we would see as as famous. Um, is there anybody who you have interacted with that, that you know, really resonated, really left an impact on you? Um, I think I was definitely starstruck when, when I saw Ash Barty at the Olympic Games and Paddy Mills. They were, they were two of the... Uh, two of the high, the most high-profile athletes, probably at those at those games, especially from Australia. So, to see them and to to get photos with them is really cool. Excellent work. And and so, did you get to go and have a chat? And what did you ask? What did you say? Um, it was more more so uh, just a good day. Um, I remember speaking. Uh, I remember speaking to them, just you know, asking asking how their travel was. It was really just generic, general uh, chinwag sort of thing. But, yeah, it was really cool to speak with them. Yes, yes. That's that's terrific. I, I, I love that. I wonder whether you can um, come back again to, to Yarra Valley Grammar. Is there a piece of work that you are really proud of, whether it's a finished piece, whether it's a, a maybe it's a, a, a piece of writing that you, you submitted, you got feedback, you submitted again, you got feedback, you – or a, a test that you were really, you know, you got a great, great result from, and and you're really proud of. Um, I think it was probably back to product design um, in year twelve. I remember I was so far behind on my project, and it looked nothing like what I had in my in my portfolio. But I got it done, and you know, Mr. Demetrio was giving me, you know, huge. Uh, tips and pointers on on what what we could do to make it work in the time that we did have, and I've still got it. I think I have it. We have like a little trophy room that we have for all four of us kids, and yeah, that my 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 product design uh, year twelve table is is in that room. So yeah, it's pretty cool. And in that room is going to be your Olympic medal, I, I guess. Yeah, probably. I don't know. I don't know where I'll put it yet. I don't know uh, if I'll frame it or put it, put it on a wall or, um, you know, I think that's something that I would definitely want to share with everyone because I know, you know, if I can inspire one person to to do something that, that I've done, I think that um, I've served my my purpose and my role on the Australian swim team to, to inspire that next generation of, of young athletes. So. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely something I want to share with everyone. Fantastic, and and so on on that point, I, I can assure you that that 
many, many young people at Yarra Valley Grammar have, have watched and, and viewed replays and, and I, for one, in every class I go to, I, I, I have photos of you and I talk about you and, and I, I'm, I'm inspired by you. But there are a number of uh, yogs who listen to this podcast. There are parents who listen to this. There are young people. From time to time, we recommend certain podcast episodes to to year levels and to to different people. And if if you had a group of young people in front of you, students at Yarra Valley Grammar, what what is a word of advice or a tip or a suggestion? What what would you want to impart to them? Um, I would definitely say you know you gotta figure out where what your dreams are you know every kid has a dream and follow that dream you know you, you only you only live once and you know your time is finite and you have to make the most of that you know growing up is is a really really special and unique part of your life and you, you have to capture that and make the most of it mm. They're, they're great words, wise words, inspired words. So thank you. Um, Brendan, I've just got two, two more questions for you and, uh, and I really appreciate your time uh, this morning for you. And, and, and the first one is lavavi oculus. It's a phrase that we use here at Yarra. It's actually the school motto. I wonder if you recall what it means and what does it mean? We lift up our eyes. Yeah, I, I do. I do remember a little bit from from school. It wasn't too long ago that I was there, so um, yeah, I remember. You know, that was on. It was on the blazer. So, um, yeah, I, I do remember learning about that. I think it, it was definitely you that would have told me. So, it's good to know I was listening to you at that time. I'm encouraged. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but um, I think that's the. You know, they are special words and, and there's something that, that, that you should remember in, in certain moments of your life and, and I know that it's helped me. Yeah, terrific. Brendan Smith from the class of 2018, my final question, and it's a, it's a two-part question, and the question is, what question do you really wish I had asked you in this conversation? Um. I'm not sure. I think I think you've you've done a very good job of 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 asking me and getting getting everything you want out of me. So um, I I wouldn't floor you in in any part of this. I would say you're a good man, Brendan Smith. Can I say on behalf of the Yarra community, we are so proud proud to have known you and for many have taught you. For many have sat in the classroom beside you or in the performing arts center or queued up in the calf behind you or around you and 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 some of us have kicked the footy with you and and we've we've um, enjoyed swimming alongside you and and we've played basketball with you and and we've learned alongside you and I can tell you how inspirational you are as a young man who set goals and did what he needed to do to go and achieve those goals. And sure, there have been some disappointments along the way. There have been some hard times along the way. But it seems to me that you are growing and you are going to continue to set bigger and bigger goals and and those ones that you get to continue to fulfil and to live those dreams is, is just so exciting. So 
we we grab hold of just a little of what may have inspired you on the Inspired by Yarra podcast. I think you have been inspired by Yarra. You've mentioned stories about how Yarra have supported you and helped you. You've appreciated your family and their role in your journey. And I can tell you and thank you that you now are an inspiration to Yarra. So for that, we salute you and we thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's... um been an awesome journey and and I'm glad that that I've been able to inspire some people and you know that's that's a really big part of of being in this position is is to inspire people yeah good for you and keep doing it I love it (laughs) what a superstar and as I mentioned what a good guy just down to earth beautiful family wonderful humility and yet a goal setter and somebody who just worked and worked and worked and sacrificed things in order to achieve. And and I would say in his in his own experience will have reached a medal in the Olympic Games probably four years before he thought himself he was due, but he's oh, just, I loved it. Special thanks to Channel 7 for their footage that we were able to share with you just to help us to celebrate the star-struck nature. (laughs) Maybe that's reflective of me, but also I I love the notion of Brendan being star-struck as well with the calibre of the people that he's now able to uh, stand alongside as Olympians. Marvellous. Brilliant. I hope you enjoyed this episode and would encourage you to share it, pass it on, like it, rate it, give it a review and share it with others because the more people who hear about great characters like Brendan Smith, the better. I want to encourage you and thank you for being with us on behalf of all of those who put these podcast episodes together. My name is Paul Joy and I thank you as we thank them for the work that they do behind the scenes. And now... I want to encourage you to get on out there in whatever pursuit, whatever effort, whatever training, whatever goal you have set. Do your best today to get out there and make a positive impact in the world around you.